Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. All right. Good morning, everyone. Guess what? Happy December. <laughs> Here we go. It is time for Christmas and it is time to be rejoicing um, for he has come. And so we uh, we are excited uh, for this season. Where are my Christmas fans out there that just love this season, love uh, everything? Uh, and then I see a couple Scrooges shaking their heads. So, <laughs> but it is December. Um, I'm happy and um, an honor to ring in this month with you all today. Um, and so today we are reading out of Isaiah chapter nine and specifically verses two through seven, just two through seven, and really looking at what Isaiah is talking about here in just these select um, verses in just Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. But um, without further ado, let's pray. Let's make sure that the Lord is with us and that we have um, spoken with him. And then let's go to his word and see what he has for us this morning. So, um, Lord, we just come to you today. We thank you for all that you are and all that you do in our lives. Lord, we just come to you with open hearts, um, open minds, uh, ears to listen to what you have to say to us. Lord, may your spirit speak to all of us this morning. Um, may your spirit teach us this morning. Um, may this word be your word and not my own. I surrender myself to you in this time. Uh, may you be our mighty teacher. May you be our high priest, Lord. May you continue to just guide us closer to you. May this season, uh, not just this morning, but this season of um, December as we celebrate your birth, the birth of your son, Father, may this also be a, a birth of reunification in our lives with our friends and our family. May we not focus on the stress. May we not focus on all of the anxiety that sometimes comes with the heart to prepare but may this season actually be a season of joy. May this season actually be a season of peace. And I pray in your precious name. Amen and amen. Amen. All right. So I want to start out with, before we jump into it, is a little bit of history and a little bit of what's going on this week. Number one, um, so when Isaiah is talking here, and it's stayed this way for quite some time, that Israel was split. You have actually northern Israel, and then you have the kingdom of Judah um, below. And, and in some you just hear that was Israel up north. Uh, that sometimes don't say northern Israel, but it, it is. It's that northern part, and then the southern kingdom is Judah. And they're split. Um, we know that northern Israel has uh, gone back and forth with um, trying to be on the right path versus be on their own path. Uh, 
they're at times and quite often being ridiculed by Southern Judah and uh, prophets either within or from the South coming and telling them, you need to quit your wicked ways. There's you know, sometimes they're worshiping other gods and sacrificing to other gods and, and not just um, not just in wrong ways, but heinous ways as well. And it's it's been a, a constant struggle for the uh, for the Jewish people in this great divide. Um, yeah, I see Nicole sounds familiar. This went on for centuries and centuries. I know many of us, if there's issues or strife or division or problems in our families or our friends or whatever relationships we have, they can they can feel like they're centuries long. <laughs> but I, I guarantee you, you're not living long enough for them to actually be centuries long. But it was, a, it was a long time, and Isaiah is one of the major prophets that comes and is telling them to be wary of what uh, is going on. There's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of issues. God is not happy with what's going on. Though he is just, he is still graceful and full of mercy. And so we're going to get into see part of that. And part of also what we're going to start seeing is his full grace and mercy that comes in the form of his son. And so I want us to also look at it. And you see, I'm wearing my freedom shirt today because we have freedom coming, uh, our freedom conference tomorrow uh, and Saturday. And there's a message in here for you as well. If whether you're participating uh, in our Freedom Conference or you have not taken Freedom yet and you're unsure, or you're part of the volunteer team that is helping uh, conduct the conference in so many different ways um, and supporting it. And if you're not even a part of it at all, I ask you to be a part of it by praying for the conference uh, this week and the rest of this weekend. But as we get into the word here, I want you to see these two things. That one, God's heart is for unification and for those to come into unification under his kingdom, under his grace, under his mercy, under his love. And two, his promises never fail. His promises are yes and amen. And his promises are summed up in the child that was born. His name is Jesus. And so let's read. Isaiah chapter 9, 2 through 7. Verse 2, I'm reading now the NLT. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. And like warriors dividing the plunder, for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break their oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. Verse 6. For a child is born to us, 
A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and just from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. The word of the Lord. There's so much in here um, with what Isaiah is really trying to say. Of course, we see honestly and we we hear that a child is born uh, and is given to us. You know, the, the he will the government's resting on his shoulders is something that uh, it, it's normal church language, definitely around Christmas time. But there's some things that he says in the beginning with two in verses two through five that kind of like, wait, what is this talking about? The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Isaiah is talking about two different things. One, the primary thing that he's been focusing on is northern Israel. They're in darkness. They're, they're not fully following the Lord. They're not fully with God's commandments and decrees. They're doing so much on their own. They're making, you know, all throughout history and uh, back and forth, they're making alliances with other nations that they shouldn't be. They've done so much and to where Judah and those that are constantly following the Lord and doing the best they can are just seeing and shaking their head at their northern kingdom brothers and sisters. He's just saying that they are walking in darkness, but they know the truth. They they're part of the family. They're they're it's it's like your brother and sister, like they know the reality of what they should be doing. And you just want to kick them in the butt because, like, guess what? They're, they're not doing it. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating when you're like, I know the answer for you. You won't take it. You won't see the error of your ways. And what he's saying is that northern Israel, you walk in darkness, but you'll see a great light because guess what? It's a great light because you already know. And now it's going to be fully revealed and you're going to realize how right what you knew really is. And it's just, it's going to be so bright. It's going to be so known. You're going to kick yourself in the butt. You're going to see a great light because you know of the promises already. And I'm giving you more, as Isaiah is speaking here, I'm giving you more promises of what's to come. Because his promises are yes and amen. The Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. The other part of this is that this is just for Jews in general. They already know that they're living in the old covenant. They're living in uh, the Mosaic covenant at this time. It's not called the old one. He's in there. That's the current one, right? So 
they're, but they're living under the Mosaic covenant. They've, uh, their ancestors have seen the glory of God on Mount Sinai. They have seen all of what's going on. They have lived through Moses. They have lived through, uh, wandering through the wilderness. They have come into the land uh, of promise of milk and honey and everything. And they are there. They are descendants of all of this greatness that we see in our Old Testament, and that you will see a great light because of so much that has already come, and on top of what is being revealed through Isaiah, God's ultimate plan of salvation through Jesus Christ. The Messiah will come, and Isaiah is not preaching a new message. Isaiah is basically rewording the same message of the Messiah coming. And a great light will be shown to you because you already have the partial revelation of God and we're waiting to see the back half with the Messiah. He's talking to those in a great, in a darkness because there's a level they already know, but they're not fully there yet. And then he says, for those who live in a land of deep darkness, this is primarily towards Gentiles, those that just, they don't have a clue in the world. They couldn't get themselves out of a brown paper bag because they don't even know they're in the brown paper bag. They don't even know. And we know people like that in our lives right now. We know people that they, they're just... They don't even realize they're trapped in a brown paper bag. So, of course, they couldn't even get themselves out of it because they don't even know. They're that naive. They're that lost. They're that uh, wrapped up in whatever other thought or ideology they think that is true. They're so lost. They're in deep, deep darkness. But God loves them just the same. God has a relationship for them. God has a purpose for them. They are still made in the image of God because they are still descendants from Adam and, and Noah, that they are part of God's plan. Just like many of us on this call are, are not Jews, we're Gentiles. And once we were part of that deep, deep darkness, but a light will shine. A light will come forth. A light will show you that God's plan is not just for his chosen people, but for all people. The whole purpose of Israel as well in the Old Testament, in the, the Mosaic Covenant as well, was to be a light to the other nations. And that plan has not forgotten. That plan is not changed. That plan has never faltered. The heart of God is for all humanity to come to him. And now come to him through the person, through the love, through the sacrifice, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the light. He is the great light to Israel and he is the light to the Gentile. He is the light of the world. God's heart is for desire. Uh, God's heart and desire is for salvation, is for grace, is for love, is for unity, for all mankind to be a part of his kingdom. We see that further on the language of uh, you will enlarge the nation of Israel and its people will rejoice. 
talking of the Messiah will enlarge the nation of Israel. Yes, he will. He will enlarge the kingdom of God by opening it completely, not you know, as it was always open, there was always a way that actually non-Jews could be coming into the nation of Israel and take on and say, yes, I'm a God follower. I'm a Yahweh follower. <clears throat> and you could do that. But he's, look, stop with all the religiosity. Just come be my disciple. Just come and have a relationship with me. Just, will you just come? You just come with me, will you trust me, is what God is saying. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. We are living in that time where the church rejoices for Jesus right now. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. So I love verse four. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burdens from their shoulders. I love that. That speaks of freedom. That speaks of what Christ came to do. That speaks of not of just Jesus saying, I am breaking the chains of sin over your life. I'm breaking uh, all that is holding you down. I am breaking all of this. I will come and my blood will be an eternal sacrifice that will set you free. If you'll just have me. If you'll just receive me. If you just say yes, yes, you are Lord, because only God could do such a thing, because only God could do such a thing. No human can ever give their life and be an eternal payment for you. just can't nobody's perfect enough except for god's only son that's it before you will break the yoke of their slavery whether that's physical slavery and so many times that we see that this was taken so literal that that's why the message of jesus the understanding of Jesus was missed when we read the gospel messages. It was missed. <clears throat> it was not understanding. It was it was lost. It was this whole idea that you'll that you'll physically set up a real kingdom. That you you'll over you know they thought that at the time that he was going to literally rise up. Even the disciples asked Jesus, "When are you about to then build your army with us, and we're going to overthrow the Roman government at the time?" Like they they just thought so literal and only a physical literal, and they lost the spiritual literal. So deep thoughts right now, okay, you know, put on our deep thinking hat of what is more real? The physical nature in which we live in 
for the spiritual kingdom of God. And so if everything was made through and by Jesus Christ, through his, through God, spiritual, if the physical was made by the spiritual, I'd have to say that the spiritual is actually more real than our own physical well-being right now. And the spiritual kingdom of God, the one thing that will last for eternity, is so much more real than our temporal, fleshly, physical life right now. It's almost a sobering thought a little bit, but it's something that if we really understand that, it's like this makes so much more sense. (laughs) That yes, God is talking very literal, but he's talking literal in the most real sense actually possible, and that's through his eternal kingdom right here. That yes, I may free you of prison. I may free you of whatever slavery of of a physical situation you're living through, but I'm doing more than that. And I'm spiritually freeing you of what holds you back, what holds you down, what determines this ugly course of your life, of this idea that you're full of shame and full of hate over yourself and full of depression and full of anxiety and full of all of these other things that actually are just destroying your spirit that are holding you down that are holding you back that is also holding you back not only from the potential in which God has for you and the path that he has for you in your life here, but holding you back from a closer relationship with him. The ultimate thing, the ultimate idea, the number one goal, the number one thing in all of us together is that God wants to have a direct relationship with each of you individually. But what is in your head that's holding you back from that? What is in your mind that's holding you back from that? What is it? Is it telling you, are are you not good enough? Or uh, you're not perfect enough? Or you've sinned too much? Or you fell short in a sin this week? Or you've done whatever? Or other people have spoken hate or negativity over you? Or tell you you're not enough and you're not qualified and you're not this and you're not that. And people try to say all of these things. And you just keep believing that more than the word of God over your life. And God is saying, I will break the yoke of that slavery that is holding you back, that is holding you captive, closer to it than letting you get closer to me. The number one path of, that all of us share in common is a path to Jesus, is a path to a deeper relationship with him. And all else is like, is just icing on the cake. All else is like what you physically do for other people, what you do to raise up the kingdom, what you do to bring people into the kingdom, what you do to do all of these other things are great, amazing byproducts and pathways that God has for you that derives from the ultimate one that is to have a deeper thriving relationship with Jesus Christ. None of that can happen if God is not the leader and the Lord and the director of your life. 
And so he sent his only son to break the yoke of your slavery so you can come closer to him. You know, we talk about chains all the time and, and chains are those things and we automatically think that chains or ropes or any of these kinds of, any kind of linkage, right, that is holding us back. And we're also doing a disservice to chains and ropes and all these other things because guess what? In another way, we, we use chains all the time to rescue people. We use ropes all the time to rescue people. We use uh, tethers or straps or whatever you want to call it. As much as we use these things to bind people down and hold them away, we also use these things to lift others up, to rescue people out of situations. Go talk to the Coast Guard. Ask them to do their job without ropes, chains, straps, or anything, and they can't rescue you from anything. They can't pull you out of your mess. And that's what Jesus is coming to do, is that I'm sending my son. He's bringing his whole holy rope. He's bringing his holy chain to break the chains of slavery and to rescue you and bring you out of your muck, bring you out of your mire, bring you with a chain of grace, bring you with a chain of salvation, bring you with a chain that is coated in the blood of Jesus Christ to take you away from your sins and to bring you into a deeper relationship with him so that you can fulfill his purposes, grow his kingdom, and worship him as the God in which he is. And so this weekend, as we go into freedom, let us not only break the chains that hold us down, but may we also be strong links of God's chain to hoist people out of their misery to hoist people out of whatever's going on, to hoist people out of whatever pain and struggle it is. May we be uh, the lifeline. May we be part of the linkage of God's kingdom to bring them closer into it. May we be like the Coast Guard going in, into the storm, into the sinking ship, into those that are hanging on for dear life on the life raft, wondering for somebody to come save them. And may we bring the chain of Jesus's salvation and pull them out out of that because he sent his only son to die for all of us to do that. I mean, not only this today be the first day of December, and may this be Freedom Weekend, but may we remember this Christmas season that a child was born so we can be saved. So we can be saved. So we cannot take our salvation for granted. Somebody said to me the other day. They're like, you seem so sincere. When you do those salvation moments sometimes on stage. And I said, one of my greatest fears in life is that I would take my salvation for granted. Is that I would forget the price that it took and the perfection and the death of a perfection for me, the complete unperfected, the complete rotten and sinful me to be pulled out of that and to say, I love you 
and I want a relationship with you. To ever take that for granted, to ever lose sight of what he came to do, to love on me, if I ever forgot that, if I ever took that for granted, if I ever lost sight of that, that would be a big fear of mine. And so I never want to. And I want others to understand the power and seriousness. It's not just Christian 101, but nothing else can be built without it. Nothing else can happen without it. Salvation is everything. And salvation came in a little baby that was born, and we celebrate his birthday this December. You can can have those debates on whether Jesus was actually born on December 25th or not or whatever, but it doesn't matter. The fact is, is that we take a time each year to celebrate the promise of the son that God said you will have to expand my kingdom, to share my love, to share my grace, and to bring salvation, not just for the Jew, but the Gentile too. And I want everyone in my kingdom. I want everyone to understand my love and grace for them. And I want everyone to have a relationship with me. And so that's why we do this. That's why we're here on SOAP. That's why we do all of this is to grow deeper, not only individually with him, but collectively as a family and hold each other up. So as the clock strikes at 6.30, I'm going to leave you all with that. Don't take your salvation for granted because his promises are yes and amen. Even if it took hundreds of years to come, his promise is still yes and amen. And so in the very last line of this, the passionate commitment of the Lord of heaven's armies will make this happen. So whatever God has promised you, whatever God has also promised you in his word, the Lord of heaven's armies will make that happen for you. So I pray whether you're part of the conference, whether you're hosting the conference, whether you're um, the altar team, the intercessory team, the worship team, the um, usher team, the host team, the security team, it doesn't matter, or you're a participant of freedom coming up this weekend, or if you're not coming at all, may all of us be praying for our own and for everyone's freedom through the name of Jesus. It's a powerful weekend coming up. It's a powerful season coming up with Christmas and everything. It's a time to rejoice. It's a time to celebrate. It's a time to also hold each other close and remember what ultimately matters. 
is that it's people over presence and it's Jesus over it all. Let's pray. Lord, we just come to you and we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for just breaking the chains of slavery, hoisting us out of our misery, hoisting us out of our darkness, Lord. May we never take our salvation that you paid for for granted. It's something we can never repay you for, but may we just glorify your name. May we sing of your praises. May we share of your gospel. May we continue to show and give other people the grace in which you pour so freshly on us each day. Lord, I just pray that you give every one of us a filling of your spirit, a filling of your love, a filling of your salvation and grace, and that others can see exactly that. Fill us up to overflow so that we can pour out on others this season. As we walk into December starting today, may we have that same joy that we have anytime we see a cute baby. But may we remember that you sent your son in the form of Jesus on his birthday this month. And so may we have peace. May we have joy. And may we remember our salvation in which you gave to us. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. Have a glorious Thursday, everyone. Happy freedom for everyone that's coming up this uh, conference. And May all of us have a great Christmas season coming up this month. God bless. Take care. Love you all. See you Sunday as well. And see you next Thursday. Bye.